Nebuchadnezzar in the third year of Jehoiakim, and he was renamed Belshazzar. So um, he was then raised up to become a prophet in the king's court, and then he was elevated to a high rank in the Babylonian and Persian kingdoms. The book of Daniel records the faithfulness of Daniel in tumultuous times, and we see the hand of God carry him and promote him. So that's just a bit of a brief introduction for you this morning of, of where we're starting. We're starting in the book of Daniel, and what you see with, with the hand of God on Daniel's life is what we're going to see too as we, as we come together as sons and daughters for the kingdom of God. So at this point in history, the Israelite culture has been destroyed and the religion of Babylon has been instigated by force. And Daniel and his Hebrew friends are faced with the decision to either comply with the king's orders or stand firm on their belief in God and worship only him. So they are faced with the same challenges that we are facing today, aren't we, as sons and daughters? There are many challenges that we face. And, you know, it's really a time for making a decision. And today's message is called the Valley of Decision. Because we have to decide, the body of Christ, will we comply with the governmental global agenda or will we stand firm in our convictions as the sons and the daughters of the Most High God? What's it going to be? What are you going to do? Are you going to buckle? Are you going to falter? The valley of decision. It's one thing to say that you're going to live for God, but when the rubber meets the road, and when we get pressed and put down and persecuted and crushed, what are you going to do? And in the midst of the chaos that we see out there in the world, we know that God is at work. And he raised up men back in the book of Daniel that said, we will not worship Babylon we will not bow down to false gods. We will not allow the religion of the day or the agenda of the day to overtake us. We will not bow down. We will worship God. We will worship God. And today, God is raising up his sons and daughters. That's you guys. Are you ready? Are you ready? He needs you. He needs you. He's raising you up. Yeah. It's no coincidence that you are here today. Though we are few in number, we are mighty in purpose. We are mighty in purpose because God is raising up those who will get out of bed on a Sunday morning and forgo the beach and forgo the nice cafe breakfast for those who can still go to them. God has got you here for a reason because he wants you to get serious it's the valley of decision that we're in and you've got to make a stand. Am I with God or am I not? Yeah. 
There's no sitting on the fence. God is raising up his sons and his daughters today that have made their allegiance to Christ, who are called to lead the church in these days through the maze of coercion and intimidation and control that we face. God is raising you up. I hope you're ready because it's going to be ugly. It's not going to be easy at times. It's going to hurt. It's going to cost you. People won't like you. Are you ready? Are you ready? You need to get ready because the laborers are few, but the harvest is plentiful. There are, there are people out there going to hell, literally. They are sitting in those cafes having their nice avocado on toast. They're on the beach there with their coconut oil. They're in the shopping centres. Oh, we don't need God. No, I love God. Yeah, but I'll just watch him online when I get home. Forget that. That is lukewarm. That is mediocre. And that is not a child that is set apart for the work of advancing the kingdom. God needs you. God needs you. I hope you are listening to his spirit this morning. The book of Daniel records a historical account of a nation which is swept up into dominion and control at the command of a wicked government. But God. But God. But God. My God. He uses those circumstances to bring his people back and ultimately demonstrate that he is God of all. Yes, our God, he's going to knock this evil on the head. He is going to turn the tables. He is going to fill, fill up the church, the true church, with people hungry for a true encounter, for a true relationship with the living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you feel it? Do you believe it? I'm telling you, it's happening. Look out. The tide has already turned and we are just starting to see the flow of the anointing and of the move of God which is coming, which is going to overturn evil. Hallelujah. God used those circumstances to bring his people back. Forget about the avocado on toast for breakfast and the chai latte. You need to be in church on a Sunday morning. You need to be coming into the house of God. You need to be challenged. You need to be equipped. Choose this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And through love, and through love, God will overcome. There is absolutely nothing in all this worth world that can separate us from the love of God. He is so big. He is so big. He is above us, beneath us, and all around us. He's not just some fluff in the air or something that you get on a Sunday when you go in and sit on the pew. No, he is everywhere, all the time, omnipresent. Hallelujah. And we need to grab hold of it. Each and every day, men and women, come on, are you with me? Are you ready to walk in the power of the anointing of the Most High God? God is in control. He knows what is to come. 
and he is faithful to lead and guide his church as we stand firm in him. We've got to stand firm in him. And today, just like Daniel's day, we are beginning, just beginning, to feel the impact of government control in our day-to-day lives. Some of us have taken a hit. We all know people who are experiencing financial hardship at the moment. We know people who have lost their jobs or are losing their jobs. Actually, even my boss uh, has had three heart attacks since he took the COVID vaccine. A young man under 30 can't come to work and he now has a medical condition. So look, there are people out there who are suffering because of compliance to government orders and health directors. And yet, my God, he brings order out of chaos. My God, he is at work. My God, he has a plan for his church. And he is coming back soon. I hope you're listening. He is coming back soon. And he needs you. He needs you. He needs you operating under the anointing of his giftings. He needs you prophesying. He needs you speaking word of knowledge to the stranger in the street and asking for healing. You can do it. If you are a son or a daughter, if you have received the Holy Spirit, you have everything you need. You have the equipment. You don't need the guy out or the woman out the front to do it. You do it. You do it. You do it. Hallelujah. Watch God as he resets his church. Watch God as he dismantles the unholy, the flaky. Can you see it now? Can you see that he started with a bit of a shaking in 2019? And then it was a really severe shifting, a sifting. And now it's a dismantling. Things that are not built on the foundation of Jesus Christ as the chief cornerstone are coming down. And God is rebuilding his church. He is is preparing his bride, the church. He's not coming back for some random ministry down the road. He needs his church. That is where governmental order comes into it. Do you see that right before our own eyes, God is revealing a powerful, biblical church, a church that is built on a solid foundation. The apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the evangelists. God is building the fivefold ministry church, a church that is without spot or wrinkle. Hallelujah. So I'm going to read now from Daniel chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. Just follow me. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and, and width 6 cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word together to the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counsellors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all of the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And then a herald cried loud, to you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, 
in symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Verse 6. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning furnace. Woo. Well, that's an ultimatum, isn't it? That is an ultimatum if I ever heard one. King Nebuchadnezzar has a massive, massive, massive big gold statue put out into the middle of the desert on the plains of Jura. People will be able to see it from miles around. I mean, something shining in gold, right, and really huge. And he is commanding that the people bow down and worship this idol or face certain death thrown into a, a fiery furnace. Can you see the control of this king? Can you see it? The domination, the intimidation, the, these are sure signs of evil. There was no room for negotiation, no room for special circumstances, no exemptions for religious beliefs. Nebuchadnezzar commanded full control. And doesn't that look like today? Doesn't that look like today as things are getting hotter and hotter and hotter and the fire's getting hotter and hotter and hotter and the idol is right there and the agenda is right there and we can see it and we know it? It looks like today. These are the times that we're in. This is why we can look back at what happened because we know that God is faithful. He is faithful to carry through his sons and daughters through this time. And the goalposts are changing frequently, aren't they? I think it's masks today. We're supposed to be in masks. State and international borders, uh, vaccines, all the different topics of uh, conversation. You get my drift. The goalposts are changing and it's just noise. You must do this. You must do that. You must get a vaccine. You must socially distance. And Daniel, well, he had complied as much as possible. You know, in the years leading up to this particular point in time that required the full submission to the king, Daniel had submitted to the king's demands. He had interpreted the dreams that the king had had. He had conducted himself with the utmost respect towards the king. Daniel had complied, but now compliance wasn't enough. This wicked king, he wanted worship. This king, he was the leader of the Babylonian Empire. Now, Babylon was an ancient nation, and an evil spirit ruled it. And Revelation chapter 18 describes the great fall of Babylon. For it is coming down. It is coming down. The Bible tells us what is going to happen in Revelation 18. And I love that we get to see in Daniel and then we get to go forward to Revelation and know how all this thing ends. Because we just got to have the faith, the perseverance. We just got to get into the position that God is calling us into right now in these days. Because 
Babylon is coming down. It is coming down. Revelation 18, verse 1. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. Verse 2. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon, the great, is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. And verse 4, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, lest you receive of her plagues. Come out of her, come out of her, my people. God is calling us to come out of Babylon, people. God is calling us to come out of sin. In Revelation, the world in rebellion against God is called Babylon. That's now. That is now. We are in a world of of, uh, rebellion, are we not? Yeah. Rebellion. This is Babylon. And Babylon is wicked. Babylon is a lie that all paths lead to God. You know it. You've heard it. But I'm telling you, there is only one God. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of heaven and earth. There is only one true God. But yet... In this day, we hear the lie, don't we, over and over and over again, that there are many paths that lead to God. But that is wicked, and that is a lie from the enemy. Babylon is a lie that says our society doesn't need God. We don't need God, they say. You can do it yourself. Be your own God. And so they meditate, and they do their yoga, and they go and have their, 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 their cold ice baths and things to conquer them, their fears. I don't think that's nuts. But anyway, that's what they do. But Babylon is a lie that says our society doesn't need God. But we need him. We need him. You guys are the game changers here. You are the sons and daughters that he has, he has raised up for such a time as this. He needs you. He needs you. He wants you to step in to the responsibility and not just go with the flow, but to put a stake in the ground and say, yes, God, my hand is up. I will do what it takes. I will follow you, God. I don't care if they hate me. I don't care if I I am rejected or persecuted. I will count it as joy. Hallelujah. Babylon is a lie that promotes do what you want. The consequences don't matter. But they do matter. They do matter. Consequences do matter because there's eternal separation from God for most of the choices that people in the world are making today. Consequences matter. We've got to choose this day who we will serve. You've got to choose to serve the Lord on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday and come and celebrate with the saints on Sunday. And, 
and stir each other up and get ready for the week ahead because it's not just a little happy, clappy praise party that we have going on here on a Sunday. No, this is the time, church. The church is for equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. The church is not a social club. We don't have great coffee. It's just instant coffee. Sorry about that. But we're here to equip you. We're here to cover you. We're here to help you put on your spiritual armour so that on Monday when you go out there, you're ready with the sword of the Spirit to rightly divide truth from lies. And oh my goodness, the lies are everywhere. You need that sword. Are you ready to grab hold of it? You have to come in and grab hold of that sword. <laughs> Babylon is a lie that has infiltrated our Western culture in an alarming way. Immorality is a life goal. People are going out on Friday, Saturday nights, getting drunk, taking drugs, sleeping around, being promiscuous sexually, living in sexual sin, saying we don't need to worry about marriage, it doesn't matter. But it does matter. It does matter. God has given us an order that we must adhere to as sons and daughters. If you are really a believer in God, if you really, really understand who God is and fear God, then you will get your life right. You will get things in order. It's not easy. It's difficult. I learned the hard way. But as you get your life in order, as you come into the right order of things in your relationships and marriage is a priority for God, then, then you watch what happens. You watch what happens. God, he sorts everything out. Babylon, it is a big fat lie that many have bought, including the church, that health and wealth and stuff and self-pleasure are all you need to make it in this world. That is Babylon. It's a big fat lie. And God is saying, come out of her, my people. Come out of her, my people. Today's message is called the Valley of Decision. We are in the midst of an enormous, enormous spiritual battle. And we have to choose which army we are in. There are two kingdoms at war. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And they do not come together. There is no grey. Let that sink in for a moment. This is a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual battle. You have to choose your position. Is it light or is it darkness? Choose your position. And so back to Daniel. It is observed that some people were not complying with the king's orders to worship the golden image as had been commanded by King Nebuchadnezzar. So picking up again in Daniel 3, verse 13, then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And so they brought these men before the king. Now the king is very, very angry with them for failing to comply to his demands. 
and he asks for an explanation. He demands an explanation with a reminder of the consequences which are to be thrown into the burning furnace. And you know, as we head into 2022, get ready. Get ready, sons and daughters of the Most High God, because you're going to be called to give an explanation of why you do certain things. You are going to be threatened. You are going to be told, look, if you don't do this, you're going to get that. So you have to be ready and know and stand on your conviction, even if it is to be thrown into the fiery furnace. The fiery furnace. I mean, hot, fire, dead, finished. <laughs> you know, these are some of the consequences that we're going to face in the coming year. Rejoice, rejoice with me, guys. Rejoice with me. Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this. If, the, if that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> what courage these men had. What courage these men had to say, oh, never mind, king. We're not going to bow down to your idol over there because our God, you know, our God, our God will deliver us. Our God will deliver us. Verse 18, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. We're not doing it. And of course, you know what comes next. These three abound in clothing. They're thrown into the furnace, which was made seven times hotter than usual, and the flames did not consume them. The flames did not consume them. Our God... Our God, our God, he can deliver. He will deliver. He will deliver. Verse 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counsellors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said to the king, True, O God. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Wow. Wow. Just take that in. Just take that in. Sometimes we need to go through seasons of challenges to test us and to refine us and to get our character into a place that proves our allegiance to Christ. Faith is required to endure challenges. Faith is required to dive into the unknown. Faith is required to let go of the steering wheel of our lives and let God steer have you ever heard the saying, let go and let God? The measure of, of faith applied 
is the measure of growth that we incur. And so, if we are not tested, we cannot grow. Have you been tested in this last year? Have you been tested in your life? You know, just looking around this, this room and knowing the testimonies of, of some of you here, I can honestly say that through those testing times, we've seen God come through, haven't we? I know that for myself, when I came to that place of being completely and utterly finished with life as it is, at a point wanting to end my own life, it was when God came in and said, no, I love you, Amanda. I've got something for you. And as I, as I look around and I see people that we've journeyed with over the years, faith comes alive when you, when you are tested and then when you go through it. And God appeared when Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were in the fire. He showed up. God's presence is felt in the most difficult times of life. Have you found that to be true for yourself? Yeah. And so, yes, we are being tested. We may be thrown into the fire. We may be thrown into the fire in the coming years. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that? It's a, it's a time to make a decision of whether you're going to be in the kingdom of darkness or in the kingdom of light. And there are many people who call themselves Christians who are playing with the kingdom of darkness. And it's time to come back. It's time to come back and repent and repent for the, for the Lord is coming soon and he is coming back for a church that is holy, a church that is willing to count the cost. You're going to face some tough decisions, but rejoice. Get ready. For God, he's going to show you just who he is and what he can do. Who wants more of his presence? Who wants more of his presence? Who wants to see the signs and wonders and miracles follow. Me, count me in God. I want to see it. Do you, do you know that we are on the cusp of a move of God like never seen or experienced before? Do you know that we have already stepped in? We have stepped in. So you need to let your faith come alive for great and wonderful things that are, are coming even now, God's presence comes with faith. Can you stand firm in your faith for the things that lie ahead? Can you see that the faith of these three Hebrew men allowed them to stand firm in their convictions? They were not going to bow to the idol. They trusted in God, come what may. And nothing can separate us from the love of God Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is found in Christ Jesus. Evil is overcome 
in the demonstration of faith when you guys and me were willing to stand up in our conviction. And Nebuchadnezzar, he sees God through the faith and through the obedience of these three Hebrew men and your friends and your work colleagues and your family members and even your church members, they're looking at you and as they see your obedience, they are seeing God. They may not say it. They may not uh, make you feel like, you know, you're showing the light of Jesus. They may persecute you. But Nebuchadnezzar, he saw God. When these guys were thrown into the fiery furnace, then there was four. God was there. He saw that. He saw that. And so as you make the decisions through life in faith in the coming weeks, month and year, just know that as you operate from a place of faith, you will be showing the radiant glory of our wonderful God. God is revealing himself today. We are no longer in a time of a dead church. God is making himself known today to those who are faithful, to those who are obedient, to those who are willing to live a holy and pleasing life, to those who are, are willing to persevere in the midst of affliction. He's revealing himself already. He is. He is. And we are getting ready, the church of Jesus Christ, to embrace the manifest presence of God, even here today, right here, right now, today, the Holy Spirit is here. God is doing business. He's pulling people out of lukewarm, out of apathy. He's getting a strong church, a powerful church. Are you going to be a son and a daughter operating in power? And not only did God save the three Hebrew men from being burned. Not only did God show up in the furnace, not only did the demonstration of God's tremendous power convince them that he is the king, but also there was a promotion. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were promoted in verse 30. The furnace is the pathway to promotion. Hallelujah. The furnace is the pathway to promotion. Are you hearing me? The furnace is the pathway to promotion. Promotion in the things of God. Promotion that you may operate yourself as a child of God, in the wonderful things that he has for you that are already in you if you are filled with the Holy Spirit. That's exciting news. That is good news for God's church. God will give you authority over everything that you do not bow down to. And there's many things that people are bowing down to, even in the context of the church. They bow down to their happy family life. They put their family life ahead of the things of God. But God comes first. 
they bow down to their annual leave and their holidays and where they're going to travel to in the world. Self-seeking pleasure. Oh, that one hurts a little bit, doesn't it? It's okay to have a holiday, but choose this day who you will serve. Choose this day who you will serve. The furnace is the pathway to promotion. And so we've got to, we've got to be ready to get in the furnace and God will promote you in the gift of healing, in the gift of prophecy, in the word of knowledge, in the word of faith. And you will see signs, wonders and miracles follow as you operate from boldness and step out in faith and jump into that furnace where they go, oh, goodness me, look at that, look at that person there. They're not complying. They're not bowing down. You don't have to be nasty about it. Just don't do it. Say, no, not doing it. God will give you authority over everything you do not bow down to. And I don't know about you, but I want the power. I want the presence. I want the promotion of God. I want more of him. If you want to overcome the evil that we are currently immersed in, then come out of Babylon Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. It's time to get serious with God. It's time to repent. It's time to focus on the kingdom of heaven. It's time to be faithful and full of faith. It's time to read the Bible every single day. It's time to pray without ceasing. It's time to pray in the spirit when you're driving your car and walking around the shopping centre. It's time to fast. It's time to resist the devil. It's time. It's time. It's time. Are you ready to step into the refiner's fire? The refiner's fire and be stripped back. Are you ready? Are you ready? Pay no attention to the noise of the world, but fix your eyes solely on Jesus. Allow him to lead you and guide you and make your pathway straight, for the road is narrow and few will find it. But come in, come in, step into the refiner's fire, that everything not of God would be burnt off, removed, taken away, that you would be a son of God, a daughter of God, holy and pleasing to him. For he needs you, for he wants you. He needs you to not worry about the aesthetics, about the friendships, about the connections, about your own self-seeking purposes. Cast them down. Lay them aside. Oh, God needs you to repent. He needs you to repent. It's only God. It's only through him, through him alone, that we will see the manifest presence, the anointing, and the glory of God. Hallelujah. 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 It's time to choose who you will worship the kingdom of light, the kingdom of darkness, 
Choose this day who you will serve. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. The best days are ahead of us. Let's stay together in purpose. Let's stay together, united. A united church can bring the love of Jesus to a broken and hurting nation. Hallelujah. Daniel, if you'd like to come up and, and start um, playing, that'd be awesome. And to our-